Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills. I'm the lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska, and I uh, am super excited that you are joining us uh, today. We are launching into a brand new message series called Travel Light. And what I hope to do over the next few weeks is uh, remind you and remind myself that this world is is not our home, okay? Uh, and as I travel through my life, it, it's amazing how much of the wrong kind of stuff I end up accumulating. Uh, you know, I accumulate hurts, I accumulate junk, and I accumulate really seeds of discontentment that, that kind of grows into all sorts of problems, right? Using that garden analogy. And so over the next few weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about letting go of some of the stuff that holds us down, you know, maybe weighs us down, holds us back so we can really live a life that would be honoring to God. So the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about letting go of distractions. We're going to be talking about letting go of bitterness. Uh, We're also going to be talking about letting go of control. But today, what I want to do is I want to talk about letting go of stuff, uh, the stuff that weighs us down. And I've got a key thought for you. And so if you're in a position where you can take notes or uh, if you've got that brain that just holds on to everything, um, this is my, my key thought for you, okay? It's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what does matter. Okay, so let me say it again. It's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what does. You know, it's kind of common sense, really, if you if you look at it. The problem is, though, everything in our culture, it absolutely screams the opposite. Okay, you can go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, right? The the story uh, of God creating Adam. Uh, he says it's good. But it's not that good because Adam lost his keys and can't figure out himself, has a hard time, okay? And I'm obviously, I'm joking. I'm, I'm kind of bringing it in here. So he creates women to be a helpmate, okay, is where I'm going, right? Because we all, guys, we all know we need our wives to be able to help us, right, to do certain things. So they can, so God brings them together to serve together. And he says, hey, we're, we're not going to clothe you. So we're going to both be naked. And God says, be fruitful and multiply. Enjoy everything in this garden. And, and so what could get better than that, right? You just can't eat from this one tree, God says. And so the serpent comes along and says something like, hey, did God really say you can't eat from the fruit of that tree? And so we go all the way back, the very first creation story, you see the very same problem that so many of us tend to believe today, and that is dealing with what you don't have. You have all these other blessings from God, but what you don't have is what you need to be happy, to be fulfilled, to be complete. And, and I grew up believing this, okay, that, that something else out there is what, is what I need. More is always better, right? One dollar is good, so two dollars are better. You know, if one vacation is good, two vacations is better. And if one car is good, two cars are better. You know, that, that, that thought of there's always got to be something better. I, I learned this lesson that, that, that more is not always better years ago. I learned this lesson when I went to a movie and I bought, 
uh, not one roll of Sprees, but I bought two rolls of Sprees. And uh, if you don't know what Sprees are, it's a it's a type of candy. They're little disc candy. And back in the day, they came in these longer rolls. Not quite a foot long, but they were pretty long. And just a bunch of candy in there. And so I wanted to make sure I got two because I figured if one's good, two's got to be better, right? So I, I, I buy these, these, these rolls of sprees, and I begin eating them in, in the movie that I was going through. And so I get through the first roll of sprees. It didn't take me very long. And I was probably a good 65 70% away through the second roll of sprees when my body just rejected Okay, violently rejected the spree party that I was enjoying. Okay, and I vomited the most colorful stream of internal juices uh, that you that you can think of. If you want to talk about a yawn, you talk about a technicolor yawn here. Okay, I put down on the floor of this of this local theater here um, the most colorful array of disgust in the history of mankind, and I learned the principle that I want to teach you today. And Solomon actually says this. He said, better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and a chasing after the wind. Okay. In other words, it's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what really does matter. Why? Because your life is too valuable. Your calling too great. And your God is just too good to waste your life on stuff that does not last. Jesus warned us about this. In fact, there's a powerful story about uh, two sons that were, were kind of excited about their inheritance, and, and Jesus, Jesus warns them. Okay? It's in Luke uh, chapter 12, and verse 15 is where we're going to look at today. He says, then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kind of greed. Now I want to stop there, because the intensity of this warning kind of gives me a pause. Okay? It's like something's going to get you. Something must be really dangerous. There must be something lurking around the corner that, that could cost me a lot. And the reality is I might think of a physical danger when someone says, watch out and be on your guard. And Jesus is showing something that is equally as dangerous to our soul. And he says, watch out. Okay, Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Okay, And then he goes on. He says, life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Okay. Because life does not consist in an abundance of possessions, okay? But here's what I want you to understand. Your life does not consist of your stuff, okay? But everything in your culture tells you the opposite. And I hope you understand you are not what you have, okay? You are not what you drive. You are not what you wear. You are not what you own, okay? You are not the stuff that you have. The lie is what you don't have is what you need to be happy, to be fulfilled, to be joyful, cool, to fit in, to feel good about yourself, to be significant, to be important, to be popular, to have a house like Joanna Gaines, whatever it is, okay? What you don't have is what you need, the lie says. To be happy, to be filled, to be complete is more and more and more and more stuff. So I want to ask you this question. What if the stuff you have is actually robbing you from the life that you want? Okay, let me ask you that again. What if the stuff you have is actually robbing you from the life that you want? See, better as one handful in tranquility than two with toil and stress and anxiety. It's, it's chasing after the wind. So it's kind of the perfect time of the year, right? When you're about to buy a bunch of junk, right? We're getting close to Christmas and you probably already bought some junk uh, or about to buy a bunch of junk. And you're going to give it to your kids, right? And they ignore what's on the inside of the box, right? And if they're little enough, they'll play in the box, okay? 
So I want to give you some three, some, some thoughts, and we're going to have three specific thoughts, okay, about what I call one handful living, all right, one handful living. So I hope you're ready, okay? First thing I want to encourage you to do is, because better is one handful, is to throw out, okay, write that down, throw out. When you're looking at the junk that most of us have, it's ridiculous, 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 okay? Throw out uh, as if your life depends on it, okay? Because for some people, it really, really does. Your life does not consist in the abundance of the junk that you have in your drawer, right? You probably all have a junk drawer. I cleaned mine out the other day, and I found something I've never seen in five years. It's amazing what you can find in there. Uh, What about the abundance of junk that you have in your closet or up in your attic? or in your garage, right, that is overflowing, that you can't even park your car in the garage with, right? It's not your life. It's a lie, okay? I'm not talking about just decluttering. I'm talking about de-owning, getting rid of stuff. And I would argue all day long that owning less is way better than organizing more, okay? Let me say that again. Owning less is way better than organizing more, right? It's pretty simple. If you have less stuff, it's easier to organize anyways, so your life doesn't consist of your stuff. And there's, there's a guy in the New Testament that, that in many ways uh, some of you can probably relate to. He was, he was known as the rich, uh, sorry, we'll spit it out, the rich young ruler. Say that five times real fast, okay? He, he was young, and he was an up-and-coming kind of a leader, okay? And he had a lot of stuff. And, and the problem was the stuff had him. And Jesus said something to him that Jesus didn't say to anybody else because he knew the problem this guy had with his stuff. So this rich young ruler asked Jesus, he says, hey, Jesus, how do I get right with you? How do I, how do I make my life right with you? And Jesus replied, and he said, you need to go sell your stuff. Take that money and give it to the poor. Then you will have treasures in heaven. In other words, you will have less of the stuff that doesn't matter, and you'll have more of what really does matter. And the problem was, this guy was so into his stuff that Scripture says, when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. And so I want to land on this story for a minute, okay, and talk about it, because it's not wrong to have stuff. We need to get that straight, okay? It's not wrong to have nice stuff. God is the generous God. God blesses us, right? But it's wrong when your stuff has you. It's wrong when your life is defined by your stuff. It's wrong when you believe that more stuff is actually what you need to be fulfilled, to be happy in life, pursuing a bunch of junk, believing that there is something meaningful, something powerful, something that's going to fill a void inside of you that no stuff can ever fill. You see, it's a spiritual void that you're missing. It needs to be filled by the goodness of God and his grace. So let's just talk about this for a minute, okay? Why is it that we hold on to so much stuff? Why, why won't we give it away? Why can't we throw it out? Well, I believe there's two big, big reasons why we don't throw in our knickknacks or why we have so many dishes or why you still keep v, VHS tapes. I know there's people out there. I know there's some of you that still do that. And you probably don't even have a DVD or the VHS player to play those VHS tapes, okay? Why you still maybe have those pants that haven't been worn since MC Hammer wore them, right? You're like, well, you never know. They may come back in style or something, you know? (laughs) Anyway, there's two reasons. One is fear. We're afraid we might need this in the future. You know, how many of you are living with somebody like that right now? Think about that, okay? And if you're sitting next to them, don't point at them or don't say anything to them. Just think about them, all right? Okay? Uh, This is how I grew up. I grew up with a real poverty mindset, right? 
I need to save it. I might need it. Decided I paid good money for it, so I don't want to give that away. This is important to me, okay? Another reason we don't tend to give away or throw away is because of sentiment, okay? In other words, this was my first ribbon that I won when I was four years old, or, or this is my child's first drawing that she made in second grade, and then here's the first one in third grade, and then here's the 17th one in fifth grade, right? And here's all the report cards, and, and here's the first diaper that my baby did the duty in, you know, whatever it is. I know that's disgusting, but anyway. And so we tend to keep, we tend to keep because of sentiment, Right? So better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with the toil and a chasing after the wind. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to throw out. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to buy less, okay? Buy less. Some of you are already going, Pastor Dan, um, got news for you. Black Friday was just the other day, uh, and so I just failed for the glory of God in every single way, right? Okay, you probably maybe blew a whole paycheck. You know, you've been, maybe you've been saving for a long time, whatever it might be. But here's the, here's the reality. 62% of people actually admit this, that shopping cheers themselves up, okay? When I go shopping, I feel, if I feel down, I feel depressed. So guess what? I'm going to go shopping and get more financial struggles <laughs> because that's going to make me feel so much better, right? That's kind of how we do it. It's, it's this form of entertainment. You know, I want something new. I want something clean. When I go shopping, it makes me feel powerful. It gives me a sense of momentary significance, you know, to be able to buy something I don't need with money I don't have to impress people that I don't even like, right? There's something about that that gives me a dopamine temporary high. You're like, oh, glory to God, I get to go shopping, right? Because when I don't have that thing out there, Okay. It, it, it's what I need to be fulfilled and so, or, or feel complete or, or, or satisfied. All right. And so here's what I love. I love what Solomon says, uh, in a sense to give us some advice for this. It's from Psalm 119. It's verse 36 and 37. Here's what he says. He says, turn my heart toward your statutes and not toward selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. So what I want to do is I want to, to get to this place, right? The place where my life is so full of the goodness of God that I don't need things to help me feel better about myself. I don't need things to define who I am because Jesus has defined who I am. Throw out that stuff, okay? Don't be weighed down by the stuff. On, on the other side of that stuff, there, there's freedom and there's joy and there's time for relationships, so I'm going to buy less, and we're going, to, we're going to work into experiences and memories, time with people that we love, okay, not stuff that will burn up. The third thing to have that the, the life that really matters is, or that one hand living is, I'm going to talk about giving more, okay, give more. And I love what Paul told Timothy, and to me this is, this is just really powerful stuff, okay. And we've actually kind of went over this verse a couple of series back. Um, it's 1 Timothy chapter 6, starting with verse 17. Here's what he says. Command those who are rich. Now, I want to pause there, okay? Because whenever we read a verse about rich people, I know what most of us do. You'll say something like, I know some rich people, but I'm not rich people. Well, let me remind you of that series that we just went through a few weeks back about being rich, okay? If you drove... Or, or driving somewhere today, okay? You are rich people, okay? You're, you're, you're somewhere in the top 5 to 7% of the richest people on planet Earth, okay? And if you have three meals a day, you're in the top 40% of people alive today. 
And if you're able to order a pizza on your phone, you're a crazy rich person, okay? See, we're rich people. We, when we look at the totality of the population in the world today, we are incredibly blessed, okay? This verse is for us. So hear it, feel it, internalize it, embrace it, live it, become it, okay? Let's read on. Look at, I'm gonna just, let's start again, we'll just read, read 17. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. See, we don't, we don't feel guilty about our blessings. God is a, a God who blesses. We don't feel guilty if we have nice stuff. We just don't let the stuff have us, okay? And then he's going to go on. But before we go on, I want you to notice what he's not going to say. He's not going to say, command them to buy more. Okay, or command them to hoard it all until they don't have room in their nice house and they have to buy extra storage space just to put their stuff in. Okay? He doesn't command them to click buy now on Amazon, on Amazon over and over and over and over again. Okay? Listen to what he says. Look at verse 18 and 19. He says, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Your life does not consist in the abundance of stuff. But when you're a blessing, when you choose experiences, when you overflow the goodness of God and you're generous, that is the life that is truly life. Less of what doesn't matter, more of what does Okay? In fact, when I think about stuff in the, in the early years of life, all I wanted to do is accumulate more and more and more and more and more. And at this age, I can look at it and say, that stuff's just going to burn up and it doesn't matter. Better is one handful with tranquility, with contentment, with peace, with joy, with simplicity, with margin, with assurance, with, with confidence, with the ability to be generous, with the heart to be a blessing, than two handfuls with toil wanting more and more and more and more stuff, stuff, and stuff, and stuff, and stuff, right? The chasing after the wind. Less of what doesn't matter, more of what does, right? Less of what doesn't matter, more of what does. This world is not our home. We're passing through. And I ask myself this question all the time. Are you accumulating on earth what you cannot keep, or are you investing in heaven what you cannot lose? See, we're supposed to travel light. We need to throw out, buy less, Give more, less of what doesn't matter, more of what does. Less of the stuff that just costs more stuff, right? Less of the stuff that just accumulates and get in the way of what matters. We want more intimacy, more peace, more joy, more deep and committed relationships, more generosity, more blessings that are truly blessings, and less of the imitations and less of the distractions, right? More of the life that is truly life. Because, listen to me. Your calling is too great. Your life is too valuable. Your God is too good to waste this one life on things that do not last. Why is one handful living better? Think about this. I want you to, I want you to picture this, okay? You close one hand, just one hand, just make a fist, okay? That's your, that's your handful, okay? That's your handful of stuff. So what can you do if you have an other open hand, okay? When, when, when someone's down, okay? You can, you can reach out and help them up, right? You can give to someone who's in need, right? You can reach out your hand. Someone is hurting. You can encourage them, right? You can cheer them, okay? Give them a hug, right? You, can, you still have one arm available to give them a hug. 
you know, if you're a guy and, and talking to a guy, you can pat him on the butt if you want to. You don't have to give him a hug, you know. And if you're married with, you know, with your wife, you can give him a little squeeze if you're going to pat him on the butt, okay? Whatever, but you have that open hand. Here's the really cool thing. If you have one hand that's full of stuff, you can still praise God. You can still lift that other hand and praise God because your life is not so full of the stuff that holds you back, okay? Think about that. Better is one handful with tranquility than two with toil and a chasing after the wind. Because less of what doesn't matter, more of what does. Amen? Amen. That concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. Uh, We were talking about traveling light. We're trying to help people see that the weight they feel comes from things that God never asked them to carry. And the solution is simple. Let go of the baggage and travel light. So we'll hope you'll join us as we continue this series next week. Talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.